All right, take your Bibles and open them up to Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 24. Wouldn't it be great if we could keep a uh, strong desire uh, to continue to grow? That mindset that we're, we're going to continue to grow, especially as a, as a believer, as a Christian. That mindset that, that our walk with Christ is a, is a journey. And as we uh, continue to uh, seek after Him and get to know Him and fellowship with Him, that that relationship would would. Would grow. You know, we all understand that that you uh, the more you put into a thing, the more you're going to get out of it, and uh, that's that's true with relationships, and that's true with our relationship with Christ. That's true with our fellowship with Him. Hey, if 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 we're not close with Christ after we've been born again, after we've been uh, made part of the family of God, if we're not close to Him, it's not because He left us. It's not because He walked away from us. We have promises that He won't do that. And we know that He's not, he's not that way. You know, a strong Christian, we think of strong Christians. What's it mean to be a strong Christian? A strong Christian would be one that is walking with Christ. One that's with Christ. In fellowship with Him. Where that communion and that fellowship is open. And, and the strength that we draw from that. You know, we may be weak physically and going through things physically, but we can be strong spiritually if we're walking with Him and in fellowship with Him. You know, so many times when we talk about uh, growing in our relationship with Christ, when we talk about taking our faith to the next level, when we talk amongst ourselves, you know, some folks begin to get a little nervous about that. Have you ever noticed that? They, they'll say things like, you know, when I have more time, when I have more time, I'd like to put some more time into my, my faith and, and take my faith to that next level. I, uh, but they, they feel like, for some reason, we feel like, for some reason, that we don't have enough time. But the truth of the matter is, is uh, our relationship with Christ and our fellowship with Christ, that's a time saver. I mean, the time we spend with Him is... It's time well spent. Uh, you know, what else, what other things could we be spending our time with? I don't know about you, but my experience is that uh, anything that I've given up for Christ, given up to fellowship with Him, given up to walk with Him, uh, He's given back. He has given back. And you know, when I look at it, the things that maybe I had to give up or set aside for a time, you know, anything worth having is worth sacrificing for, Right? Anything worth having is worth uh, 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 putting, putting that effort into. But when I, when I look back, the things that maybe I've given up for my relationship with Christ, those were things that, they were hurting me anyhow. Or they were, I don't really even miss them. After we've uh, had that fellowship with Him, after you have that real peace, after you have that real joy that comes through walking with Him. You know, uh, our relationship with God, I believe that it, uh, it doesn't take our energy from us, it gives us energy. I mean, the Holy Spirit of God inside of us, that empowers us. You know, as we grow as believers, 
Um, God has given us the truth. God has given us His Word to help us grow. His, his Word is, is truth, and, and as we seek it, and as we seek out uh, the truth, it helps us, it builds us up in that relationship with Him. Isn't it good to know the truth? I mean, when, when in the world today, and it's always been this way, but so many times it seems like there's so much gray, and there's not that truth, the truth that the Bible says sets us free. The Bible tells us in John chapter 8, verse 32, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you, what? Free. You know why so many folks are in bondage? is because they have uh, not found the truth. The truth re- releases us from the bondage of sin. It religious, releases us from the bondage of religion. It releases us from the bondage of all sorts of things that we can get ourselves caught up in and wrapped up in. And the truth just cuts through all that just as clear and as straight as can be. And it sets us free. Isn't it interesting that when we think about seeking out the truth and finding the truth, in the back of our mind we think that it's going to somehow tie us down or tie us up. But the opposite is absolutely true, that the truth will set us free. The truth is the Word of God. You know that we don't make any uh, uh, bones about that. that. This church is established on the Bible. The Word of God. In other words, if, we, if it wasn't established on the Bible, then it would be established on everyone's opinion. And we all have different ideas and different opinions. But, but the Lord was so gracious and loving, I believe, to give us the truth so that we can use it in our life to direct us and use it in our life as a compass, use it in our life as a light, use it in our, our, in our life as our foundation. It is what we go back to when we're when we're searching, when we're seeking, it is where we go to find the truth, the foundation. Christ says in John chapter 17, in verse 17, sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. So Jesus Christ says the word, the Bible is truth. And he says that that's how we as disciples, as followers of Jesus Christ are going to be Sanctified. Now, sanctified meaning being set apart. Being set apart for God's service. Being set apart, being used of God. In other words, the way that God prepares us as a vessel for His service, the way that God uh, uh, gets us ready uh, so that we can be used of God. And by the way, we've mentioned this so many times, being used of God is how we feel the most purpose in life. Right? And so when God's able to uh, use us and He's preparing to use us, you know what tool... God uses to do that the word of God, truth. Sanctify them through that truth. That word is truth. Now the word, God, uh, God's uh, uh, word, the truth, it gives us wisdom. It gives us knowledge and it gives us understanding. As we take uh, the book of Proverbs and we read down through it, uh, Proverbs is full of just wisdom. It's Heavenly wisdom for earthly uh, application. It's, it's God's wisdom uh, for our everyday lives. That's what I love about Proverbs. You have your Bibles open there to Proverbs chapter 24. Look at verse 3. 
It says, through wisdom is a house builded, and by understanding it is established. You say, well, a house, uh, nowadays they're built with, with wood and, and with, uh, with nails and with glue and, and all these sorts of things uh, to, put, to put a house together. But you know, those, those houses, those are just temporary. But when we build a home, when we build something that's going to last, you know what it's going to be built on? It's going to be built on that wisdom. It's going to have to be built on that understanding. Look at verse 4. And by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all pleasant, uh, precious and pleasant riches. You know how we begin to establish a home uh, uh, in, 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 in the... Uh, uh, in the eyes of the Lord, how He begins to give us the wisdom and understanding and then to fill that home with good things. You know, when I think of a home that's filled with good things, I think of the fruits of the Spirit. I think of the love, joy, peace, and all those things. You know how those, you know how those are, are uh, 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 accomplished? Through submitting ourselves and allowing ourselves to uh, follow that wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Look at verse... Look at verse uh, 5. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. So he's, he's given us these, uh, these truths here in Proverbs about wisdom and how it establishes us and, and knowledge and understanding how these things put our feet on a solid foundation. You know, have you noticed uh, in the world today how things are constantly changing? I mean, you know, what was uh, okay is uh, now not okay, and what is okay was not. It's all changing. But when we have the Bible, when we have the Word of God, we have a sure foundation of what is truth and what's going to work in our home and in our family. And, 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 and it's just, it's just, it's a beautiful. You know what I like about Proverbs the most? I've said this so many times. But the thing I like about the Bible, and, and specifically here in Proverbs, is the wisdom that Proverbs gives works. I mean, you can put it, put it out, apply it to our lives as we walk out of here today, and it, be, and it just helps. It helps. It's a help. That's the thing about God is He gives us the truth, as He gives us this wisdom and understanding through His Word. He's doing it for our own benefit. He's doing it for our own good, for our own... Uh, as we apply it to our life, it enriches our life. You know, so... You say, well, what's the difference between knowledge, wisdom, and understanding? Kind of sound the same. Well, if you think of it this way, knowledge is knowing what? Knowledge is knowing what? Wisdom is knowing how. And understanding is knowing why. If we have some understanding... Of why, for instance, why would we follow uh, uh, Christian morals? Why? Well, because it makes a safer society, it makes a safer environment, brings uh, good to our to our families and good to our countries. When we understand the why, it helps, doesn't it? And so, a lot of times, religion is just the knowledge, just telling us the what, the what, the what. But God gives us understanding which is the why, and wisdom is how to apply the knowledge. Wisdom is, 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 is knowing what and then saying, uh, you know, there's a lot of people who know things, but they don't apply it in their lives, right? 
And so you can know a bunch of things, and if you don't have any wisdom, then you don't know how to, to, to make it work for you. <laughs> you know, how to make it work in your life. And so all of these things, so the Bible doesn't just tell us what. That's, that's my point here. The Bible isn't just a bunch of what? Knowledge, you know? Knowledge, the Bible tells us, puffs up. So many times you say, well, I learned all this stuff. Okay, well, that's good. Now what are you going to do with it? And, and if you know why you're going to do it, that gives us the desire, right? Understanding gives us the, the why, the desire. Having all three just kind of works together really well. Knowledge, wind, wisdom, and understanding. Truth, as it relates to the Scripture, is doctrine. We call that doctrine, right? And doctrine is truth that's taught, or principles, or precepts that are taught. You know, the Word of God gives us building blocks, just one at a time. And, and, and it teaches us how to apply it to our lives and why. As we begin to walk the Christian walk and, and fellowship with Christ, He gives us little building blocks, just one at a time. One doctrine, one truth at a time, and He helps us to apply it to our lives. And then building block after building block, one after another, as we begin to apply it, that's what builds us up. That's how we grow as a believer and a Christian. Um, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 28, in verse 13, but the word of the Lord was unto them precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little. You know, that's how we grow as, as believers, as Christians, is we hear something maybe in a, in a uh, Sunday morning service or in a Bible study or in our daily Bible reading or just a, talking to a, another a believer and and, and, they, and, they, and, and something jumps out at us from the Scripture. And we say, wow, that's truth. And then we apply it to our lives. And, and, and then God takes that and, and begins to help us and grow us up through it. And then we apply another one and another one, another truth, another principle. And before long we look back and say, wow, the Lord, He's really been teaching me and guiding me and helping me and applying these in, into our lives. This uh, past week, we uh, Herbert and Todd and I went to uh, Montana in the Rockies and tried to do some skiing. And I had not, never done anything like that before, so thankfully uh, I was uh, set up with a, a ski instructor the first morning. Um, his name was Duke. He's 74 years old, and he is an awesome skier and an awesome teacher. And uh, the one thing that I learned from, well, he, when, when we first met in the Thursday morning, he says, uh, let me see you skiing. So he, he wanted to see what I knew, and I really didn't know anything. And so he sends me down this thankfully small hill, and uh, he saw that I could not steer and I could not stop. And that's really hard on your confidence when you can't steer and you can't stop going down a mountain. So uh, Duke came up, and he began to just teach me one thing, how to stop. And I'll tell you, when you're on a mountain, that'll really help you to know how to stop. When you're going down a mountain, no, I mean, I know how to stop. You can hit something or you can fall and roll, but there is easier ways to stop, ways that will, ways that will not hurt so much. And so he would just teach, he'd just teach me to stop. And then once we have that, he'd teach me to steer and then teach me how to stand where it wouldn't hurt. 
and, and he would just, and I noticed by the time our three hours were over, he would, he would just teach one principle, one precept, until I got it. And then he would teach another one, until I got it. And, and I thought, this is just like the Christian life. You know, you, you teach one thing, and then you get that, and it'll help you. I mean, it'll really help. And you know, once you begin to get a couple of these basics down, a couple of these principles down, uh, you know, skiing becomes very fun. You know, and it's, it's enjoyable. Once you have a few of these principles down, like how's that? I was going down this one hill and, uh, and, and was picking up speed quite a bit, and it just crossed my mind, who thought of this? Who thought of skiing down the hill with two sharp poles in your hand? You know, I don't know what in the world that I thought. I don't know if I need these poles right now. I'm worried about how to get rid of them when I start my rolling stop. But our walk with Christ, our fellowship with Him is, is the same way. He offers wisdom and helps us with one principle. And if we'll, uh, you know, know it and apply it and do it, and do it it'll help us. It'll help us with our direction. It'll help us with our fall. You know, so, so often as, as, as Christians, uh, uh, we, we fall. And we fall because maybe some, some of the principles and truths that God's given us, uh, we're not applying. And, and hopefully, when we fall, that'll just push us to say, hey, how do I, go, how do I not fall? How do I, how do I be able to... To, to save myself from some, some real pain and some real heartache. You know, this wisdom will give us direction, keep us from falling. It, this wisdom and understanding will save us some time. It will save us that heartache. Uh, it'll teach us, I believe, understanding the why, the understanding. That'll teach us what to spend our time on. Wouldn't it be interesting that if without understanding, we could, we could end up spending our time on all the wrong things, all the wrong stuff. But once we begin to say, hey, what is important? What's important? What, what does my Creator say is important for me? And then once we understand that, we begin to say, well, then I'll apply it and work on that. Proverbs twenty four sixteen says this, for a just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. You know, you may have fallen. You may be here this morning and you feel like you're down. You feel like you've been knocked down. Or this week you felt like you've gotten knocked down. But you know what? You can get back up. We can get back up. You can get back up. The Lord is encouraging you to get back up. He wants you to get back up. And you know, if you learn from your fault, if you learn from your fault, that fault was beneficial. If we can gain some wisdom, if we can gain some understanding from the fault, hey, you, the Bible says adjust me. Fall sometimes. If we can learn from it, hey, it did us good. But rise it up. Don't stay down. If you're here this morning and you're down, don't stay down. Say, Lord, you can give me the strength to get back up and to go on and go forward. You know, these truths, these principles, the doctrines that the Lord gives us throughout the Word, and, uh, you know, and I'm not going to go through them all this morning. Uh, that's for each of us to seek out. But these things will give us a good foundation and help us stay off the ground, help us stay uh, with some direction. You know, how about the, the, uh, the truth of confession? Confessing our sins. You know, I, I thank God that, that uh, 
that He's given us a way to restore our fellowship with God. Amen. And through, uh, through us confessing our sins and getting our hearts clean and clear, you know what that is? That's kind of like getting back up on our feet. Kind of like getting up off the ground. I, I think I thank God for the truths of, of the uh, doctrine of worship and prayer and, and how we have fellowship with Him through, through Bible reading and through uh, studying the Word of God. All these different things that the Lord has given us, they, they give us a foundation. I mentioned what it would be to be a, a, a strong Christian as one that's following walking with God. But when we become weak, when we become weak in our Christianity, the Bible says it's because we're unskillful in the Word. In Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 13 says, For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the Word of righteousness, for he is a babe. You know, uh, it's okay to just need milk. It's okay as a, as a babe in Christ for a new believer just to need to the, that's okay. But you know, as we begin to mature as a Christian, you, you only stay a, a babe for so long. And then, and then you are weaned from the milk. And then you are expected to, to, to start to walk. And, and yeah, when you start to walk, there's going to be a lot of falling down. But then you just keep learning and keep learning. And, it, and our Christian maturity is a lot like uh, just the physical, uh, from, from a babe into, into adulthood. And, and that, that, is, uh, um, that is done through the Word of God. Sanctify them through thy truth, thy Word is truth. He says in Hebrews 5, But, so everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the Word, but, verse 14, strong meat belongeth to them that are of a full age, even to those who by reason, I, I like this, by reason of use, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. You know how we begin to uh, mature as believers and Christians is, is through using, is through practicing. You know, there, you, you can know all about it, but unless you, you know, if Duke would have just told me everything to do and we would have never went out on the slope and tried it, it, would, it, it probably wouldn't work for us. So you have to go through that falling down. You have to go through that applying it in our life. We have to go through that using it. And that's exactly what the Lord has given us the word for. He didn't give us the Bible just to leave on our coffee table to say that because we own a Bible, we're a Christian. That's not what it's about. It's about taking it. And it's about learning how to use it. The Bible talks about the, the word of God as the sword of the spirit. And the only way to get good with the sword is to use it. To practice with it. To apply it in our lives. Using the Word of God. That's what James was talking about when he was saying, Be not hearers of the Word only, deceiving your own selves, but doers of the Word. And so as we begin to do it, you say, Yeah, I try it and I fell down. Yeah, that's all part of the process. You know, this desire that we have to take it to that next level, to take our faith to the next level, to, to not lose that desire to grow in Christ. I know that we all have gone through this where we've just become complacent. Where we've just become kind of comfortable with where we're at. 
And we're, we're just not hungry for God. And hungry for the things of God. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6, Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. And then this is the promise. I love promises. Don't you love promises in the Bible? He says, Blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness. And here's the promise. For they shall be filled. When you start wanting God, and you want to grow in the Word of God, and you want to learn more and grow more, fellowship with Him more because it's so sweet, because it's so good, you know what God said? I'll give it to you. If you seek, you'll find. If you'll knock, I'll answer. He's not hard to find. He's not hiding Himself from us. That's the point. He has, he has given us His Word, and then He's given us His Spirit. He's really given us everything we need. We just have to apply ourselves just a little bit. Just draw a little bit close to Him and He'll he'll meet us. He'll meet us more than halfway. Isn't it it a good God that we serve? Don't we serve a wonderful God that wants that from us and wants that with us? I don't know. The Christian life is just wonderful. And when we begin to understand the why, it becomes that much better. You know, so many times we can become cold and critical when it's all the what. And the what is good. I'm actually... Part of this message is to encourage us to learn more of the what? You know, studying the Bible, learning the Bible, that's part of learning the what. But then quickly, from taking it from what to why and how. How do I apply it? That's wisdom. How do I put this into practice at my home, at my job, in my life, today, tomorrow, this week? How do I apply it for me? And that's, that's what the Bible is about. It's about putting it into practice in our life today, now. Not all future. Down the road. Seek wisdom. Seek the truth. And you know what the promise is? We'll find it. We'll get it. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be great to be a group of believers, like-minded, seeking God? You know, just coming to church, coming to a fellowship. And when we fellowship together, we come just kind of like-minded saying, I'm hungry. For, for, the, for the truth. I'm hungry for His righteousness. I'm hungry for Him. And you know why? You know why? what's so great about that? Is because when folks come with that heart of hunger and want, they'll get. And He'll meet with us. And He'll fellowship with us. You know, we've had some wonderful services right here in this little chapel where God has came and met with us. And you know why He's come and met with us, I believe? It's not because we're so good. It's nothing because we're so special. It has nothing to do with anything about us. It has to do with, I think, that we desire it. We've asked Him to come. We've asked Him to show up. We've asked Him to help us in our lives. And He has. He's answered those prayers. You know, the Word of God, the Bible, is not just full of truths for us to apply to our lives, but it's full of promises. It's full of promises. Promises that God has promised to you. Now, wouldn't it help us in our Christian walk and in our fellowship and in our, our foundation as a Christian if we know the promises that God's given us? You know, so many times our fears, our fears are based on things that are not true, right? And, and, and our fears could be easily combated by the promises of God. But we really can't combat our fears with the promises of God if we don't know what they are. I know that sounds simple, but it's true. 
And think of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. God comes to Abraham and he begins to, to promise him some things. He says, I'm going to bless you. And I'm going to make you a great and mighty nation. And then he says, I'm going to bless all the families of the earth through you. That's three, that's three promises right there. He said, personally, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. You, personally, you're going to get a blessing. Then I'm going to bless you by making you a great and mighty nation. That was the promise to Israel. And then he says, and then I'm going to bless anybody and everyone through you. And we see that. We've seen those promises come to pass. You know, you know the, the Bible that we hold uh, and that we call truth, that was, that was a, this a Jewish book. The authors were, were men that were from that Jewish descent. Our Savior, our Savior is Jesus Christ came from Jewish descent. God has blessed every nation in the world through, through Abraham. Look at, uh, take your Bibles and turn to Romans. Romans chapter 4. You know, when he, it's interesting as God begins to promise uh, these things to Abraham. Do you know how old Abraham was when God promised him these things? He, he promised Abraham these promises and then tells Abraham to leave his home. He tells him to leave and to travel into a, a he told him a, a, a land, a country that I'll show you. After you leave, after you head out, you know, Abraham was 75 years old. If you think you're too old for God to use and too old for God to give you a, a whole new mission in life, I'm telling you, that's not true. He just started. He just started with Abraham at 75. Abraham didn't even have his, have a child yet. And he told him that he was going to have children that were, were like the, the, the stars of the sky. You know, there's just nothing, there's just nothing too impossible for God. He calls Abraham at 75 and tells him to go to a country that he's going to show him once he heads that way. The amazing thing is that Abraham went. Abraham followed God. We're here in Romans chapter 4. Look at verse 3. We're going to look at a couple of these. You know what, what James, in James chapter 2 says about Abraham? James chapter 2 verse 23 says, Abraham was a friend of God. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Isn't he a friend that sticketh closer than a brother to us? Isn't it good to be a friend of God? James chapter 4 and verse 3, the Bible says, For what saith the Scripture? Abraham believed God, and it was counted unto him for righteousness. You know what? You and I, uh, those that have believed God for salvation, we have something in common with Abraham here, don't we? We believe God, and because we believed Him, it was accounted to us for righteousness. We had the righteousness of Christ imputed to us because of our faith in the gospel. Now look at verse 18 of chapter 4, Romans. Who against hope believed in hope. Who against hope believed in hope. Hey, if you're here this morning and you don't have hope, uh, believe in hope. We always have hope when it comes to our faith in Christ. There is always hope. There's always hope. Abraham said, uh, the Bible said about Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope, that he might become the father of many nations. By the way, he did become the father of many nations. He did become the father of many nations. The Bible tells us that he's the father of the nation of Israel. He was also the father of, um, of many of the, 
um, uh, uh, Ishmael through Ishmael. Uh, many of those nations. Now that we see the Middle East fighting, those are all the sons of Abraham. And not only that, the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 4 that because of our faith in Jesus Christ and it was accounted to us for righteousness, that we are the children of Abraham by faith. So by the way, for, for, for the uh, promise that God gave Abraham that he was going to have uh, children as the stars of the sky, he did. And he does. He says, uh, verse 20, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded that, he, that what He had promised, He was able also to perform. You know, that's faith. That is, exact, that is really the definition of faith. When we believe God can do what He says He's going to do. Faith is not believing in nothing. Faith is believing in what God said He would do, He is able to do. That's faith. And you know what that is? Those, that, brings, that brings some hope. That brings some, uh, that brings some peace into our lives. That is believing the truth that God gives us and then living it. And by the way, when you believe it, when you believe it, so when you believe the why, the understanding, you believe it, that'll, that'll cause us to apply it. When we know that it's going to work, when we believe that it's truth, it'll cause us to apply you know, while I was uh, skiing, I knew the precepts, I knew the principles that Duke had taught me. But from time to time, I'd be going along and my skis would get all wobbly and I'd bobble rack and I'd have to remember right through my head, play it through my head, you know, what he said. Hands out, shoulders way, lean forward, all that sort of stuff. And I'd have to remember it, you know, the, the form. And then you know what would happen? Gain control. In closing, we're all in different places. That's okay. We're all in different places in our walk with Christ, in our fellowship with Christ. But for all of us, one thing I do know is there's room to grow. We all can continue to grow. And you may be here where uh, this morning where I, I guess the call to action would be, uh, hey, you, you know the truth, apply it. Get back to applying it in our lives. The things that, that we know. You know, seek the truth. Seek it out. This week, the call, the call to action would be to, to, to seek it out. Apply our heart. Apply ourselves to the Scripture. To know. To know for yourselves. To seek it out. To read it. And then, once we know it, once the Lord gives us the truth, once He gives us the knowledge... Believe it. That's faith. Believe it. Accept it. Accept it into our lives. And then live it. Apply it. And when we apply it, that's when it gets fun. That's when we begin to see, oh, the Word of God works. The Word of God is alive and it's powerful. That's when we get the joy and that's when we get the benefits of a fellowship and a relationship with Christ is when we live it.